Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello, my fellow hosts and listeners of the Adventure Game Podcast. This time you are not greeted by the dulcet tones of uh, Sorsha Dunbar, but... uh, by my slightly raspy voice. Welcome to the Last of Us 2 spoiler special. Woo-hoo. Are you guys looking Woo-hoo. forward to uh, diving <laughs> into this uh, gigantic uh, game? Yes. Uh, I am. And again, I think we just need... Sorry, I will let you host, Thomas. I promise I won't speak much because oh, you actually okay. play the game. <laughs> but um, I think it's important to note that this is a spoiler special. This is a yes. spoiler discussion. Get out now if you haven't played the game. Yeah. And pause, you would pause, like the podcast, <laughs> pause the podcast. Come back after 40 hours. Yeah. And, don't, uh, don't come whining to us if we spoil no. something because we've told you. Don't, don't add us. This is... Spoilers, we're going to reveal things that happen, yeah. the room where it happens, if you will. <laughs> no, no, don't get me started on Hamilton. We're only going to look into Last of Us 2, maybe the most anticipated game of the year. And we are going to go into full spoilers as discussed. We're going to spoil everything. Yeah. All I can say is we are going to start now. May your survival be long. May your death be <laughs> swift. <laughs> And the game starts with an introduction where we see Joel confessing what he did to his brother Tommy, what happened at the Firefly Hospital. If you don't remember, it was the end of the first game where uh, Joel found out that in order to get a vaccine, they will have to kill Ellie. So he decided to kill the entire Firefly Hospital to save Ellie, lie to her about what happened there, and... Uh, go back to Jacksonville so they could live happily ever after as a sort of father-daughter combination. So he confesses this to Tommy, his brother, and they uh, they ride back all the while Joel is cleaning the guitar. Tommy tells him that he would have done the exact same. And uh, we then go to Ellie, who is drawing in her journal, which she does a lot. Joel comes in. She's startled. Uh, Joel says he's checking in, and Joel gives him... Uh, gives her his guitar uh, and he plays a song for her and tells a very lame dad. So this is how we start the game. What was your first impression of uh, of Last of Us 2? I thought it was quite a um, a sort of nice way to get into things. I think it, it sort of remi- I mean, it's been a while since I played the Last of Us game, so I thought it was it was a good. It touched on a couple of things to kind of remind us what did happen if you'd forgotten a little bit about what went on. I mean, I think even at the beginning, there were still questions as to, well, does Ellie know what happened? And you don't really know that at the beginning. Um, And, you know, you don't know why, what, you know, that there is, you can sense a bit of tension between them at the beginning and you're not sure why, whether that's just because, you know, there's always a little bit of friction between them or whether she knows what's happened. Um, so I thought, you know, whilst it, it sort of did ease you a little bit into recapping what happened, there was also still plenty of questions to be answered as you went along in the game. I think the guitar is an interesting point, which continues throughout the game as a sort of little motif as uh, as Ellie and Joel's relationship. Um, I don't know what you thought about that as a, a kind of motif, Thomas. Yeah, I thought the, the the mechanic, the game mechanic of the playing the guitar was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was something completely new, uh, which was fun. 
uh, I also noticed when I was when I had finished the game and, and looked back at videos of the game that um, we see that Ellie does not have any tattoos yet, and her bandage is uh, her scar is her, the bite scar is bandaged. So I assume this takes place not long after they went back to Jacksonville. I assume within uh, about a year. Yeah. So the, and the relationship was still pretty good between them at that point. That's uh, that's the vibe I got. There was some tension, but that could also be like this father-daughter tension with a teenager and everything they've been through. So, uh, And it was a good way. And as it turns out, it was the last time we played Joel because we don't get to play as him for the rest of the game. But That's we didn't true. know that at that moment. So no. It's a good, yeah, you don't really, it's a good point because I think they did a very good job um, at in sort of any quick gameplay videos of make it, make it feel like Joel was going to be, and in a way he is obviously still a big part of the game, but not gameplay wise. He He's there as a character in flashbacks, but you don't play him. Um, we, still, we still see him a, yeah. a few times in important scenes. Yeah, and he's a big part, obviously, even when we don't see him, of Ellie's quest. Um, but, yeah, I think they, they did a good job of not revealing that, unless, obviously, you watch the leaks and then that was your own fault. Um, but, yeah, I think they got a job, good job of not revealing that. And even at the beginning of the game, you're thinking, oh, okay, you know, you're obviously you're playing Joel as you did in The Last of Us uh, Part 1. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sersha, what was your first impression? Shush is just uh, oh, having the last yeah. the chicken there. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was eating. I finished now. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I loved how it started. I mean, it was... Because I think it's worth saying, Shosha, you didn't play it, but you no, watched I, it. So you I, had a I different... I watched it all on YouTube. So, yeah, yeah so I, that's why uh, you guys are leading this conversation, because obviously it's better to play it, or maybe not, as <laughs> we'll discover. Oh, but no. it's obviously to, to get the full experience to play it. But as I said before, I don't have a PS4, and so the only way I could experience this is through watching it. Um, but yeah, I, it's, uh, it's a slower start than... The Last of Us Part 1. I mean, that, that for me is still one of the best intros of all time. Now, I actually like the intro in Part 2 because, as you guys mentioned, we recapped the main event or the ending of the last game. And we also introduced a relationship with Joel and Ellie. So even if you haven't played The Last of Us Part 1, you can tell that there is some, as you mentioned, Laura, some tension and kind of, Maybe because it it did see, feel kind of like awkward, kind of there's this awkwardness between the two of them, uh, and I felt that kind of threat to give Joel kind of you could sense that there was this guilt uh, from that's yes. what I felt yeah definitely throughout the game actually you're not sure I mean it's explained yeah. later but yeah at that point you're a bit like I'm not quite sure whether that's because of she's learned something or there's just tension yeah yeah well after this after we have been reintroduced to uh, Tommy and Joel and Ellie, we make a time jump and we go into the present, which is four years later. So Ellie is now about 19, I guess, um, 18, 19, around that age. She gets woken up by Jesse and they talk about uh, Dinah kissing Ellie. Yeah, we, we get immediately in, in, in a soap opera here mm. uh, because Dinah yeah. was Jesse's girlfriend uh, before this, but they broke up. Yeah, he doesn't uh, seem to be bothered, I would say. No, he, he doesn't <laughs> seem to bother. No, that's, that's true. But uh, the nice thing is here is we see uh, a lot of the town life. Um, Maria wants to see them in a the tavern. 
where uh, the, the, the owner of the tavern, Seth, wants to apologize to Ellie. He's made him sandwiches, and he gives them to Jesse because they're bigot sandwiches, and we later learn in the game what exactly happened there. Um, and they need to go on patrol because uh, Maria thinks Joel and Tommy have been out for too long. They, uh, there is a snowball fight. You see the stables where we get introduced to Shimmer, the horse, and Jesse gives them the last instructions and then sends off the patrol. So we get uh, introduced or reintroduced to several characters. So Jesse, Maria, Seth, Dinah, and Shimmer. And we see a lot of the Jacksonville life. And they seem to have it going on pretty well there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, you, you see, uh, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, you learn a little bit about Ellie's sort of new relationships with Dina, as you said, um, and Jesse as well, who who is her friend. And I did like the fact that I think for quite a bit of the game, I was like, well, in in the trailers that they've released a long time ago for The Last of Us Part Two, they they do play that scene where they're in the barn and there's that dance and Dina kisses Ellie. And I was thinking, are we actually going to see that at some point? You do, obviously, but that's a long 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 way into the game but i i did like that the end of the game actually yes yeah, yeah it very much is so yeah but you have to wait all that time to relive that scene and it's it sort of brought up at the very beginning of the game um and i do enjoy i think that's the first time you kind of look at ellie's journal is it as well um which kind of gives you some idea of what happened that night uh which i thought was a, a there was a nice um, sort of gameplay element throughout the game. Things mm-hmm. happen to Ellie that you don't actually play through, but you get to find out what's happened along the way since time has passed because you can look at her journal and she's written little notes about it, uh, yeah. which I thought was an interesting... We see more of her inner life there. And, yeah, uh, exactly. She draws a lot as she writes lyrics and she's quite the artist, becoming quite the yeah. artist. Uh, it's the um, sensitive side of Ellie. Yeah, that you maybe don't get to see a lot in the actual game, which I thought was nice, a sort of way of showing parts of her that, yeah, you don't necessarily get to experience. But yeah, I agree as well. It was interesting seeing the sort of hustle and bustle of of the community when obviously a lot of Last of Us Part 1 was going through barren landscapes and uh, until near the end, not seeing much of communities really. So this was interesting to see like, oh, okay, human life has, has come together and started to try and make these communities um and it was kind of nice to it, see that it reminded me in uncharted 2 another game i watched <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a playstation someone would like to gift shosha a playstation yeah, maybe. anybody listening uh, would like to give me a oh, no, P, wait for wait till ps5 comes out properly uh, probably both ps4 and ps5 anyway um i was uh, watching this game you know I don't know if you guys have watched or played on the Uncharted games where he is... Mm. No, you have, Laura. Do you remember Uncharted 2 when he's walking through, I think it's, is it the Tibetan mountains? And he's there, you see the, um, the people there living there. He's kicking a football. Oh, yes. And just yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, that was yeah. one of my favorite parts. You know, I, I love that because it, it's, it, you got to know the character more. You got to know their community. And uh, I get it gave us a break from... Uh, you know, from, from the action. And this also did this uh, as well, but this was at the beginning. Yeah. And I, I actually would have liked to see more. Like, if this whole game had been set in J- Jacksonville, I would have been, I mean, watching it, I would have been quite happy to find out more <laughs> about it. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, this is where we make our first unexpected jump 
because uh, before they we actually go on patrol with Ali, we jump to a cabin in the snow and we see several unknown people asleep and the camera stops, focuses on uh, on Abby. We don't know her name yet, but we now know that she's Abby. She wakes up and she looks at the guy staring out the window, which is uh, we now know is Owen. She goes towards him and they talk and Owen wants to show her something and they grab their gear and they go out. And we see them uh, surveying Jacksonville. Seems to be the destination of this crew, of this, of this group. Um, from their interaction together, it's clear that Owen and Abby have a long history together. And Owen tells Abby that Mel is pregnant, and we assume Mel is part of that group. We don't know for sure at that point that Owen is not convinced they can get the others to continue. Have to see how big the town is. Abby thinks that she can uh, convince it to go on, but then decides to go to Jacksonville alone to do whatever she she wanted to do. She encounters a few infected, but that she can't handle, and she sees the tracks of a patrol. At which point this scene stops. So we are introduced to Abby and Owen, and Abby is uh, the first new playable character here. Um, what's the first? Im- what's the first impression? Can I be honest? I'll be really honest here. Maybe this is just because I wasn't paying attention, but I would say for about a minute, I thought I was still playing as Ellie. <laughs> I actually thought it, it was Ellie at first as well. <laughs> really? <laughs> really bad. Yeah, and... genuinely for about, not not for, like, obviously when she started speaking properly, I was like, oh, right. okay. But for a little while, I was like, oh, okay. What's I thought we just jumped to another part of her you know, because you yeah, don't know thought, the rest of the community. So I thought it was someone else. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's someone different. Okay. Yeah, Ellie is bulked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably not what Naughty Dog were going for. But yeah, that's what that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> but uh, once you got uh, once you got past yeah. that. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose the point is at this point, you don't know how much you're going to be playing as Abby throughout the rest of the game and whether this is just, hey, here's this character. And, you know, I didn't think, oh, wow, this is a big twist that you're playing as this person. I just thought, oh, okay, maybe it was just, I thought it was almost, you know, a way of looking at Ellie's perspective from a, from a, a new way, which obviously it is, but I didn't think it was at that point didn't feel very meaningful. I was I was vaguely interested in what she was talking about, but yeah, it didn't feel like, oh, here's this big plot twist or anything like that. Yeah, I didn't think much of it either at the time, even when I was watching as Abby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I think, oh, it's a new character. We'll probably get to know more. That's what they're doing in the sequel. But I didn't, I mean, we, okay, I, I can I can ask this. Did anybody guess what was going to happen or did anybody guess the, the plot I, twist? I mean, <clears throat> I, I did. No. Yeah. no, definitely not at that point. I did a little bit later on. I thought, wait a minute, something's going to happen here. Something's up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, by that point, no. I just thought, oh, here's this character. I thought, I assumed, I thought probably they're going to meet. I thought it might be a mm. case of they were both out and, you know, they, they met each other and something happened. But that's all I guessed. Yeah, and it's not unusual in the Last of Us game to switch uh, from playable character. I mean, we switch from Joel to Ellie to in, in the first part, so it's not it's not that unusual. Um, uh, but did you guys notice already her fear of heights at that point? No, I forgot about that actually. No, I completely forgot. No. <laughs> no, I didn't notice it. I didn't. I didn't notice it the first time. But every time Abby comes close to an edge or something height, her her breath quickens. 
Yeah. And uh, the sound gameplay, effects are yeah. different. Gameplay is really, really well done. And this is the first time she uh, gets conf- we get confronted with her fear of heights. And Owen actually says, consider it an opportunity to work on your fears. And then she says, how about I work my foot up your ass? But it's, it's quite clear that these two have a very long history together. And it's very well, it's very well done. So after uh, uh, Abby finds the, um, the horse tracks, we switch back to Ali, who's on patrol with Dina. They're riding on their horses, and they reach their first check-in point. And they talk a lot. Uh, uh, they use a lot of the banter along the way to, to uh, flesh out the characters a bit more. We have no idea who Dinah is, but we do get a very good impression of who she is, merely by the way they talk with each other and what they talk about. Um, at the first ch- uh, check-in point, there is no uh, Joe or Tommy. Uh, so they, go, they continue, and they find a huge moose carcass, which has clearly been eaten by uh, infected. So they decide to clear out this uh, infection here in the supermarket, which is quite a big uh, big part of the game. And it's mostly where we also learn, again, more about uh, Dinah and, and Ellie and what happened in the past. Um, eventually, I think it's below an old school, but they find uh, Eugene's wheat farm. And Eugene was an old... Um, uh, was was one who died of old age. He was uh, he went on patrol with Dinah quite a lot, and he was pretty fond of uh, to smoke the weed. And he had a whole farm, and they they find it and they stay there for the night and they they talk and they smoke and they flirt and eventually they have sex. They do. <laughs> Josh is just taking a little dance there. I don't know what I was doing. There. <laughs> Very odd. Yes, they do. Uh, I think it's important to say that this isn't uh, like a David Cage game that we don't actually see it. No, which I think <laughs> is good. Like you don't need to. Yes, you don't. You don't need. I don't think uh, interactive no, press square multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I think we, we we know what happened, and yeah, I think exactly. that, that's fine. That's yeah. <laughs> that's enough. But it all yeah. comes about very naturally, and yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, at, the, at this point, we switch back to Abby, and um, she fights off a few infected, but a few turn out to be quite a lot, and she basically gets ambushed by a horde. Uh, she tries to get away um, by jumping from container to container. It was actually, a, for me, it was a quite a, <laughs> a difficult part. I kept falling off those bloody containers. Uh, and she gets rescued by Tommy and Joel. Um, yes. They... they Manage to get away, but um, they are too far away from Jacksonville, so they have to hide somewhere. So Abby says, hey, how about we hide? We are clo- My friends are in a cabin here close, and it's surrounded by a fence. We can hide there. Uh, we can uh, recover. I thought this uh, area was quite, this was quite a claustrophobic part of the game, especially when Abby has to crawl under the gates when she's when all the infected are clawing at her mm, right before yeah. uh, Joel pulls her out. And yeah, this was the first real scary part of the of the game, I thought. What uh, what did you think? Yeah, I think I just agree with you in that part. There's like a lot going on. It's, you know, you, you've just got to run, basically. <laughs> so yeah, I would yeah. agree that part is very much just hold down the run button and go. Now I played Last of Us at the at the easiest level, and I was playing Last of Us Two at the easiest level as well. It took me quite a few hours at Last of Us One to die for the first time. It took uh, 
a couple. I think this sequence was the first time where I died in Last of Us 2. So the, the difficulty, it felt quite a lot harder to me as the first one felt, even though the, the whole combat um, mechanic was improved a lot, I thought. I think I'd agree with that. I can't remember when I first died. I think it probably was around that time as well. But yes, even though I was playing on moderate. But yeah, <laughs> yes, I agree. I think it definitely did feel like it was ramped up a bit. Did you now difficulty shame me? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Just wanted I... to let people know that not all of us played it on easy. Don't, no. don't worry, T- T- Thomas played it for the story, whereas I just watched it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I to be fair, it. at least Thomas played it. He yeah. never played it on easy. <laughs> he didn't just watch it. I, I would have tried to get cheat codes and everything. <laughs> so they escape, and that's when we uh, switch back to uh, to Ellie. Ellie and Dinah are comparing scars and discussing when they killed for the first time which turns out to be they were quite young. I think uh, Dinah was like 13 or something. Something like that, yeah. Um, or, or even younger, I don't know, to protect her mother. Um, and Ellie even tells Dinah that she is immune, but Dinah doesn't believe her. Mm. At this point, Jesse uh, comes up. Um, it's a bit awkward, of course, because they were still kind of cuddling and everything. Uh, but he tells them that Tommy and Joel have not reported in yet, so decide to, they decide to split up to cover more ground to find them. At which point we switch back to Abby, where Joel, Tommy, and Abby arrive at the Baldwin cabin, where Abby's crew is, is hiding out. Uh, they manage to close the gate, they uh, throw a couple of uh, Molotov cocktails at the, at the uh, infected, and they manage to hold them back. Now, when they enter the, the building... Tommy introduces himself and Joel, and everybody falls silent all of a sudden. Joel has kind of had his guard down, so he's, he's like, oh, you act like you all know me or something, at which point Abby grabs a shotgun, shoots Joel in the leg, uh, they knock Tommy out, and they uh, push Joel, who is badly injured, against the wall, and Abby starts beating him with a golf club. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty brutal. I mean, yeah. was, but then, interestingly, we don't actually see a huge amount. I mean, it's what you describe, it is pretty brutal. You know, she tortures him there, but we don't really see well, the torture itself. Well, we, we see enough, but we see we the do, effect of it more. I guess when you're obviously then switches back to Ellie, who mm. walks in on what's going on, and she, I think you see a bit more when you're when in the cutscenes as her, because she's sort of there trying to stop them, isn't she? Um, I think it's still mostly off camera, from what I remember. Yeah, I think most it of is, it is, yeah. is implied, and you see blood yeah. spatter because it's and you yeah. hear it. <laughs> and you yeah, hear, you, you yeah. hear it. You hear it because because you switch back to Ellie. Yeah, and and she hears Joel's scream. She finds a way into that house. She hears Joel's scream. She gets she she comes in. She gets jumped. She even managed to injure one. Um, but she gets jumped. She gets hold hold down, and she sees because at that point. Uh, one of the guys tells Abby, hey, uh, finish it. Yeah. And she literally finishes it by smacking a golf club into his head. And Abby sees Joel die. She's a, she's a good golfer. Give her that. Mm, <laughs> Sorry. It's good, good drive. Too, too soon. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's where Joel dies. Mm. And to be honest, I saw it coming. Yeah. Um, I, well, I did not, I was not surprised that he died because I, this whole, I, I knew even before I started the game, I was not aware of any spoilers. I managed to avoid everything, but I knew 
100% that what happened at the Firefly Hospital had to get back to something. And this was yeah. also the point where I was like, oh, Abby, is th- that, that, that's the daughter of the surgeon. I was 100% oh, okay. convinced of that. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't have that revelation <laughs> yeah. at all. No, that, that's, that's a connection I made immediately for some reason. Well, because you've yeah. just recently played this uh, part one, so maybe that's a reason as well. But I, ju- I figured it was something to do with, um, with the vaccine, with the yeah, ending same. of part one. But I didn't know who she was or who those people. I presume they worked in the hospital at the time and yeah. all that they were angry because, you know, they could have saved the world, but Joel didn't. So, I, Yeah, um, I just assumed his name was known amongst quite a lot of people for what he did. So, the, you know, mm, this group of people are like, that's that guy that, stopped humanity being saved so let's kill him and, and killed all our friends mm-hmm. i'm sorry before and before before the game did anybody predict that joel would die in the game itself i not, thought possibly but yeah. not not so early on oh I not so early yes yeah, i thought he would mm. later but not so early on yeah, yeah I, 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 I was quite sure himself. something like that would happen yeah i also yeah. was not expecting it to happen this early yeah. Right. I thought it. I thought it was actually might have been more like halfway through, and then you would take on Ellie and continue that quest. It would be something like that. I was not expecting him to die within the first two hours of the game. No, I remember yeah. I was texting you, Laura, saying, "Is he? St- is he really dead? We didn't see a body." <laughs> I was, I was like, he? "Can't say anything." <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but, he's uh, dead. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you don't. You don't recover from a golf club to the head. No, so. no, no, no. And Mon- no, yeah. <laughs> multiple, yeah. actually. Yeah, I, lo- I love. I, I did love what he says to to Abby, and he says, "Why don't you say whatever speech you got rehearsed and get this over with?" So he he knew. This had some, to, but he, as, as Ellie says later in the game, he crossed many people. Yeah, Joel is not a good guy. Joel killed so, so, so many people, and you can argue that some of them deserve that, but not all of them deserve that. I mean, those people at the, at the Firefly Hospital, sure, there were a few assholes there, but did they all deserve to die? Did that doctor deserve to die? Did those nurse? I didn't kill those nurses, by the way. Uh, I think in the, fir- the f- uh, I played the remastered version. I think in the non-remastered version, you have to kill the nurses or something like that. Oh, right. But Joel is not a good guy. No, and I think it's interesting. Obviously, the outcry about Joel dying. A lot of people very angry about the choices that Naughty Dog made. But I think the game justifies the those choices in in the sense that. You find out, as you said, obviously, Abby is um, the daughter of the doctor who Joel killed in, in cold blood, basically, um, just because he didn't want uh, Ellie to die. And, yeah, I think you, I mean, maybe not the golf club. That's that's, <laughs> right. an, act, that's an act of bitterness and revenge and anger. But the actual killing aspect there's some part of you can understand why you would want to do that if you were Abby and mm. or maybe as much as Ellie needed uh, Joel to kind of stop her from going to that place Abby kind of needs people like Owen because in that scene he sort of stops her from killing Ellie as well because she was going to kill all of them I think wasn't she she wasn't just going to kill Joel but she stopped no, um, uh, it's not her you're right there's another Manny? guy Manny, that's Manny wanted to Manny. kill the others yes too, that's right but, he wanted uh, to kill the others and he was stopped oh, he was so nice yeah, and, and Abby and Abby then says, no, we're not going to kill them. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go. So and again, actually, she's restrained. 
yeah, but that's that's the relatively, uh, yeah. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> Abby, Abby has multiple opportunities to kill Ali, and she doesn't do it, which is a good thing because if she had done it, she would have died herself. Because she lives at the end of the game because she doesn't kill Ali. Because if she had killed, if she had killed Ali, Ali would not have come after her to kill her and not release her from that pole. She would have died on that pole at the end of the game. Yeah, at the very oh, end. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. Yes, yeah. that's a good All point. Full circle. Yeah. So, so yeah. Actually, the the act of not killing, of not going on through on that revenge, actually, literally and figuratively, saves her life. Mm. So yeah, I didn't think about that. Didn't really yeah. think about that, but yeah. But yeah, no good. Because Ellie is the one who ultimately saves Abby. <laughs> well, uh, from herself. Uh, true. <laughs> But no, she would have died yeah. on the pole. Uh, yeah, on the cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, well, we can get. Yeah, we'll obviously, get yeah, well, obviously, Joel's Joel's death has a huge impact on that community. And uh, Ellie wants to go after him. Tommy holds her back. Says, "Okay, give me a day because uh, I, I want to convince Maria to give me a group to go after these killers." Instead, he goes after. After them himself and asks Maria to stop Ellie from going after him. But Maria doesn't do that. She gives Ellie her blessing to go after Tommy and after those murderers. And Ellie and Dinah set out to go to Seattle to find them because Tommy had seen a Wolf Liberation, a Washington Liberation Front patch on the clothing of the of the crew of Abby, which base bases them in Seattle. So Abby, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Ellie and Dinah, they get Shimmer, their horse, and they ride to Seattle. What happens in between that, between Jacksonville and Seattle, we can read in her journal. Yeah. But this is where the game truly starts. Um, this is what up so far has basically been one huge prologue. And now the game really starts Seattle day one. They reach the outskirts of the quarantine zone in Seattle. So what did we think of... Um, of that bit where Maria uh, lets them go, we think it's, we think she's going to stop them or forbid them to go, but she lets them go, and Tommy's already gone. Did we expect to see that? Yeah, I mean, I thought I kind of, I mean, I knew I was like, I, well, either way, Ellie's going to go, so it, you know, it wasn't such a a surprise, really. I mean, moving on to the actual Seattle. Um, area I thought was quite cool I think there's a similar sort of point in Uncharted 4 where it's like this big open world and I really enjoy I wasn't sure because I didn't know how the game was going to progress whether it was all just going to be set in that one part and just be this big open world that you explored and did as you, as you wanted obviously it isn't like that you you were only there for like day one and then you continue but I really enjoyed that open world aspect I don't know what it was like Shorsha for you in terms of watching it, but uh, I think playing it was quite fun. Yeah, I think definitely playing it would have felt better um, yeah. <laughs> than just watching it because it, you know, this section, what I remember is at least a player wandering around, collecting things, picking yeah. objects up and re reading a lot of notes and a lot of combination notes. <laughs> yes. People were yeah. very nice to write notes before they died, leaving combination notes, which was, uh, you know, very nice of them. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot to find here. They first have to get through the the quarantine zone gates, so Ab, uh, Ali climbs on top of the walls that that already gave me vertigo, 
manage to get power to the gates, opens a few gates, gets Dina in, and then they get to explore Seattle, which is quite a big map. Uh, things we see here is uh, a bank that was apparently robbed during outbreak day. We see a pet store that also has an old uh, WLF hideout. We see a synagogue. Uh, there's a military caravan that was ambushed by a WLF. Uh, there's a music shop, which has a very nice scene where uh, Abby finds a guitar and plays Take On Me by AHA on the guitar. Yeah, Dinah. that's a nice moment. I like and that. I didn't actually hear that in the YouTube version because no, I had to cut it out. Copyright, yeah. copyright uh, music. Well, that's, that's a shame. Like, that's a shame. And it's, it's such a really an important nice... part of the game. But yeah, I suppose that's what I get for you know watching. It's what you get. Indeed. <laughs> and there's the courthouse because the last gate they have to go through, the, the so-called Fuck Fedra gate. And Fedra is the federal disaster response unit. It's it's, it's a take on it's a take on FEMA. Um, but that gate is closed and they don't have any fuel. So they need to get fuel from the courthouse. The courthouse obviously has uh, a lot of infected in it. And, but there is, a, there is a lot to explore here. And I noticed when I was re-watching it um, <coughs> that I still missed quite a lot. Uh, and I thought oh, yeah, I, had, I, had, I had found a lot, but I missed quite a lot, uh, which sucked because I always want to, uh, to find everything. Um, yeah, well, did you get the feeling that before, because it's still very linear, but for a linear game, this was very open world. Yeah, well, I think this part was um, meant as a kind of open world section, which I think is a cool idea. I like this idea of like, it's a linear game, but you might open out to one section of the game that's open world and you can go where you want and you can just follow the storyline or you can follow these little leads and go into these places and pick up letters and find out more about what's going on in this place. Yeah, I really like that. I almost, I wasn't sure if that was going to be the whole rest of the game. And if it was, I would have quite enjoyed it. But I we, we had no idea to know at that point. No. We had no idea because as far as we know, they, the, the wolf hideout was in the Seravina Hotel, which we were trying yes. to get to, um, which was a whole new new section of the game again in, in Seattle. Um, because in the Seravina, you're mostly fighting, uh, fighting off some, Wolf soldiers, not as many because the uh, the hideout's pretty much abandoned. Mostly, it's infected. What you find there until you enter a room where we find two people tied to a chair, mm. brutally butchered, and Ellie says, "Yeah, this is this is Tommy. I recognize his style." Uh, and it's one of the guys, Jordan, who was actually in the crew of Abby in the in the cabin. Um, what I found very interesting was. Um, when they uh, when they ride to the Seravina Hotel, they talk about how they see the future, and Dina talks about that she wants a farmhouse outside of Jacksonville and raise some livestock, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which we actually see happen. So, oh yes, yeah, I the, forgot. Hmm, I've forgotten that as well. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the roots. Attention. The roots of the happy ending are planted here. There is some foreshadowing towards a good ending here so that's that i found that was uh, that was interesting so they leave the seravina hotel and they uh ride through the streets but they trigger uh, a bomb that kills uh shimmer the horse that was that was that was shocking to me still the second time i saw it still i thought that was a very shocking um part they capture ali the wolves uh but dina gets away 
and they interrogate Ellie and they want to kill her. But at that point, Dina uh, drops in through the ceiling, shoots one of them, but the other guy gets on top of her. Ellie grabs a shard of glass, manages to cut loose, kill the other guy, and then they fight um, their way out of so uh, out of this part, uh, out of this part of Seattle, I might even say, because they now know they have to go towards the TV station. Now I can summarize this bit in about four lines, but it might take like three or four hours to get through this entire area because this was oh, yeah. big. This was big, and I um, I noticed the score as well. I, the, the, this was an area where the score really spoke to me. The music in the game is very good. Uh, but here, it, it, I, uh, I especially paid attention to it. Uh, what we also know is that, but what we don't know yet at this part of the game, but Ellie knows what Joel did at the hospital at this part of the game. Mm. But she's not connecting the dots, the dots yet. She, she, uh, she's not connecting the WLF people with the Firefly Hospital yet, uh, because she, can't, she has no reason to yet. But um, the breadcrumbs are everywhere. It's a matter of, of connecting the dots at this point. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting because we also know, because this whole era, this whole thing between the guys she finds tied to a chair that were tortured to get the information is what Joel does in part one. And it's what, Abby, uh, what Ellie tries to do with Owen and Mel when she finds them in the aquarium, but fails. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so this this part of the game is mostly just sneaking and killing people, and and exploring and finding stuff. Uh, I like that you. I, I'm not sure you could still do that in. You could do that in part one. That you could uh, bash in windows and uh, enter areas through that. But this was no, it, this was can. a very big area. Yeah. It reminded me a bit of the area right before you ran into the booby trapped city, uh, where you where you find try to find a guy that has the has a car in part one. Remember that? Oh, I mean, it's been a long time since I've played it, so I'd have to. I think to I do. Vaguely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that part. I think, yeah. So, um, what did you think of fighting the infected here? Did you think? Because I felt more comfortable with fighting the effect. They were still, especially that sound that the clickers make, was still terrible. But uh, the difference between fighting them here and finding them in Last of Us 1 felt, I've, I also felt more experienced in finding them. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the clickers, for some reason, in part two, slightly less scary. I think there are other monsters that take their place that are scarier in part two. And I think clickers are just a little bit easier to get by. Whereas I found in part one, I actually switched. I was playing hard until I reached the clickers. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm going to go to moderate because they were they're difficult. They were really difficult in the first game. And I feel like there was more emphasis on them as being the hardest creature to kill. Whereas in this, they're, they're like at the beginning. So you, you're just able to get past yeah. them, really. Yeah, it's not. Uh, there's no. There's no learning curve towards the infected here, uh, or at least it is way less than it was in part one. And I'm very glad they just gave Ellie a knife, so you don't, didn't have to go making shifts all the time. Oh yeah, although you have to do that with Abby, don't you? That's, yeah, yeah, that was but, then. But then you have stronger weapons, so that kind of compensates for it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So they need to get to the TV station. Along the way, there is one point where um, Dinah throws up when they find uh, several fresh bodies that Ellie says they are killed by uh, by Tommy. They get to the TV station. I found that this is a fun a fun part to get to the TV station and the TV station itself. Uh, they work their way up and they first see the handiwork of the scars. They see wolves hanging from the ceiling, disemboweled. Not a not a pretty sight. Uh, um, and they also find Leah, Leah, one of the uh, one of Abby's crew was killed. They find her with several arrows in her, so she's clearly killed by Tommy. But they do find a stash of Polaroid photos. So now they all know who they are hunting and what they are looking for, and they still have a few uh, to get to. Um, this was also the first part where I noticed that the soldiers are calling each other by name. The, the people they're fighting, but also like this, uh, when you're sneaking to get out, there, there's this new platoon comes in. They find those people hanging from the ceiling as well, and you hear them. What are you doing? I'm going to cut them down. I can't leave them hanging here like that. These are it's a, so they really humanize your opponents. Obviously, that goes a lot further once you get to the Abbey part, but you have no idea that's happening yet. But they do like if they find the body, they 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 use names and everything, so they're really do their best to humanize your opponents. So it's, and and I think I remember texting you guys and said there is so much death in this game, mm-hmm. and because, yes, no. <laughs> because it really feels you. I don't. I never felt like I was except for the infected. I never felt like I was killing um, uh, minions or whatever. You did. I, I mm-hmm. re- actually always felt like I was killing human beings. I was like, Jesus, do we need to kill everybody here? Yeah, apparently and, we do. I- and later, later on, when you have the, the WLF members as well asking, what do you want to do when all this is over? And I think one guy said he wanted to learn how to do salsa. And I started talking like that. And then you have to kill them. <laughs> yeah. So you, you are right. That it does humanize them. That, you know, first we hate them for what they did to Joel. And then slowly but surely we begin to see, oh, these are people as well. And we get that through the conversations, which is one thing I think this game does really well. Yeah. Never is, is death taken for granted here. Uh, Although I think, yeah, some people argue that it is in the sense that there's a big thing about, uh, you know, Ellie killing Abby and this kind of big arc. And yet it's like, but you've killed loads of people. Like, you're, that is true. You're, that is true. Look at the amount of people you kill. Like, um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, again, it's like Nathan Drake, you know, he's the hero, but yeah. how many people? And I think this was mentioned to him by the villain in Uncharted Two again is how many people, how many of my men have you killed? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just go yeah. around murdering so that, and then there yeah. is that element of like, oh, it's a big deal to kill the big name characters, but when but it comes to everyone else, at, it doesn't matter. A dog, <laughs> I want. A lot, a lot of people were upset about the killing of the dog, but then killing I this guy who wanted to do. Yeah, but then it's funny because, well, not funny, but ironic that when people, when you have to kill people, it's like, oh, whatever. But then a dog yeah. is like, oh, or a horse in this case, it's... Um, I really you know. had a, a I'll, I'll, we'll come back to the dogs, but I really had, a, had an issue with that. Um, but uh, Ali and, Di- and Dina have to flee the TV station. They flee into the sewers uh, where they get into a um, an area that ends up in the, I think it's Metro, the Metro Tunnels. Oh where yes, they, yes. Where they are hunted by both uh, wolf soldiers and infected, and I really enjoyed it setting the infected on the wolf soldiers. Yes, that was really that good was fun. Really I like doing that as well. Yeah. <laughs> what I didn't like enjoy throwing stuff at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what I didn't enjoy was being stuck in a room 
with a rope and not being able to figure out how to use uh, the rope. Yeah, that's really wow. It took me like thirty minutes before, and then I and and then I I just looked it up because I I couldn't figure it out. It was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Yeah, and you can actually get taught that mechanic in the synagogue in Seattle, but um, I I didn't I couldn't find where I needed to throw the rope over, and I was just throwing it everywhere and never it didn't stuck, and I got very frustrated there. Um. But that was uh, that was a fun part, and we get introduced to a new infected, the Shambler. Ah, yes. Kind that, of that's like the big bloater. Per- the, uh, the 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 thing kind of between the clicker and the bloater that uh, yeah, yeah. that releases an enormous amount of poisonous gas that burns you. So if you and then you actually die if if that thing dies and it releases the gas and you don't run away, you die. It happened unfortunately, uh, and that's a. That's a pretty scary new uh, villain at, uh, at first, especially because you don't really see him. You just hear the the wolf soldiers die, uh, but you do get a, see find a uh, I think a page from a diary that has an, a, a drawing of it. Uh, but those shamblers are not not fun. They, they you have to use a lot of ammo to uh, to kill them. Um, yes, also, I think is, I can't remember. Is that is the first time you? Um, encounter one is that where you dr- you kind of drop down and there's one there with other infected or is that a bit later on? I can't. No, remember. I think I think that is in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Something like Cause that. Because what yeah. I did basically was just um, wait until I, I you know you like kind of drop down on a uh, a platform and I just basically stayed on the platform and kept shooting them. That's, that's <laughs> so, what I did as well. Yeah. yeah. But it's still, I was just like, oh, you can't get me. <laughs> with my horrible aim, it still took me a while to. Uh, um, so they managed to um, to escape the metro station, but uh, Ali's mask gets damaged yeah. uh, during the escape, and um, Dinah almost takes her mask off to give to Ali, but she stops him and she says, "No, I really am immune," and that's when she uh, she re- she really believes her. So they escape from the metro tunnels. They find a, find an abandoned theater, and. Uh, they make that kind of their new base, and that's where Dinah tells Ellie that she's pregnant, which explains the throwing up. It wasn't just of the smell of the corpses, but it was actual morning sickness. But then she tells Ellie it wasn't hers. Quite like that. Dina, I think we get it. <laughs> yeah. We all took biology. <laughs> yeah, so Ellie uh, goes on to explore the theater a bit. We find a room with a radio, radio and uh, she has to get the radio working, but the radio is broken. Uh, and she finds a guitar backstage, and that's get to play the guitar, and that, that triggers a flashback where uh, Joel is taking Ellie somewhere on as a surprise on her 15th birthday, and it turns out to be a museum of natural history with. Um, Dinosaurs and space and everything, and it's this is this might be the most beautiful part of the game. This scene in the museum. We also learned that Ellie can swim now, by the way. That she can learn how to swim. Oh yes, that's a good point. Yeah. But uh, when they find the um, uh, the lunar capsule and they sit in the lunar capsule, and she has this this helmet on from one of the exhibits, and Joel has somehow managed to procure a, a cassette tape. Uh, that is about launching uh, launching a space shuttle, and she listens to it. And I think that that is such a beautiful, beautiful scene. 
Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the nicest scenes of the whole game, to be honest. And it's nice to have those moments of beauty in an otherwise very bleak game. And I'm glad that they did put that in there, to be honest. And it's just a nice moment. It doesn't feel too long, but it's, it's a nice throwback, especially now you know Joel is obviously dead, that it's kind of a nice moment between them two. Yeah, I love it. I love some of his lines as well when they look at the dinosaurs and then he's indirectly talking about Jurassic Park. So he yeah, mentioned yeah. those movies and then he's yeah. like, this. Mm. where do you learn this? I learned this in, well, there was a second movie. Wasn't as good, but still okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, find, they find a head and they put the head on a dinosaur and yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you actually get a get an achievement for that. <laughs> um, so that's that was a really, really beautiful, there, even some tension in there because she gets separated from Joel and then there's a loose boar. Um, and I, I, I read in an interview that originally she had to fight some infected there, but they thought it took away too much and that made the, made the scene too long. So they took that out. So it's been, and I, I'm glad they did because um, it now focuses more on that, on that yeah, yeah, daughter relationship uh, and that beautiful scene there. And just that scene when she's in and, and, and you hear the launch and you see her and, and she's very, she's the innocent Ellie again at that point, you know, that uh, a girl that wanted to um, to become an astronaut, but never will become an astronaut. This is the closest she'll ever get to come to outer space. Also, did, it, uh, did you notice that when Ellie goes to Joel's house after he's killed, that he has a book, uh, I think it's called like Space for Dummies or something on his uh on his desk, so he was trying to use that to uh, reconnect to uh, to Ellie. Did you notice that? I saw that afterwards. Yeah, only on online. I didn't notice when I was watching the game, uh, but I noticed afterwards. <laughs> Still sounds weird, I know, but <laughs> yeah. But this sequence ends Seattle Day One, uh, Chapter Four, I think. Which is a lengthy chapter. That chapter, I think, is probably the longest in the game. When that ends, you're like, oh, God, this, that was just day one. That's a long day. It was a long day, but uh, it's almost real time. This didn't feel as, felt as long to me as some of the parts later on, but that had more to do Fair with enough. me, I think. So we go to uh, Saturday 2 and Ellie wakes up to the sound of a radio because Dinah has fixed the radio and she has been figuring out where what is where and everything. And they hear um, they hear something on the radio. It goes uh, negative on scars, low male tra- trespasser armed over. So they, they talk about Tommy is what they conclude. And Dinah thinks Tommy is in Hillcrest, which is an area of Seattle. Um, so Ellie goes to Hillcrest there's a lot of resistance there uh, soldiers with dogs this is where you have to kill dogs did not like that at all mm. um, one of the things that I had some difficulty with was a, a garage filled with infected the moment you open the door like six or seven them rushing out that uh, that killed me a couple of times there's one area where you can fall into a basement with a bloater that was fun as well um uh, you, you find notes all over the place about people uh, communicating with each other. Some guy named Boris, who seems to be uh, the, one of the, the leaders of that area, um, where they say, yeah, we, we got rid of the military, but now the, 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 the WLF is just as bad. They do the exact same things. And actually, uh, later uh, in that area, you have to find a very strong runner with a bow 
uh, sort of a boss fight who turns out to be Boris, the Boris that we're talking about. Boris wanted to revenge his uh, his daughter, and it got him killed. Seems to be a common theme in this uh, in this game. <laughs> sure revenge, does. Seeking revenge gets you killed, but that does give Abby, uh, sorry, Ali, um, a bow and arrow. So now we have two ways of silently killing um, killing people: one from club close and one from a distance. Um, there is a lot of uh, a lot of patrols out there. Some you can avoid. Some you have to fight. And the, the closer you get, uh, the, the further you get into this area, all of a sudden, you get grabbed from behind. And it turns out to be Tommy. No, it turns out to be Jesse. That was very unexpected. Yeah. And actually, if you see the trailer, I believe it might be the second trailer, but they kind of made it seem like that that would be Joel because you have that scene where Ellie's grabbed from behind and then she turns around and then the scene in the trailer we see it's joe now it's the different scene we learn but judging from the trailer they made it look like that was joe sneaky who because so, i know because a lot of people online were furious about that you know these people who were they, they probably never oh. never saw a single a trailer to a movie where they do this all yeah the they time. they were calling it the false advertising and uh, you know poor poor damn and well, how they're not they don't want to this. give away the whole exactly. why would you want to give exactly. away exactly of course not i mean marvel even I mean, certain characters from scenes in the trailer to not give anything away i'm sorry if yeah, you, didn't you bitch didn't about tour i think something yeah with loads of things they yeah added, so it, they added a whole scene that's not not even in the movie i mean <laughs> what the trailer is right. to sell is to, poor, to sell the game, not to uh, uh, give away the plot, the plot twists. So well, just, some just, trailers just do should... give away the plot. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> and those are very bad trailers. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that that came as a complete surprise to me. I did not see that one coming. Me neither. <laughs> no, same. Same. Yeah. So um, you team up with Jesse and you uh, hijack a, a WLF truck. Uh, you manage to fight off several soldiers. You manage to fight off several infected, but eventually you crash into the river. Uh, you survive that. You make your way back to um, uh, to the theater, uh, where we get a new flashback. Um, this one uh, we see Ali on patrol with uh, Tommy. Joel is not is not seen there. Where uh, Tommy teaches Ellie how to snipe, how to use, how to sharpshoot with a rifle, or basically teaching us how to do that. Um, they meet up with Joel a bit later, and they want to get strings for the guitar. And in order to do that, they have to get to the town. That's the same town we see uh, at the beginning from the lookout with Dinah and Ellie, um, but obviously a few years back. So Joel and Ellie go through a, a hotel because they can't go any other way. And they really, they need to eventually fight a bloater. Not fun. And they find two bodies of, um, two missing residents of Jacksonville who say that they wanted to go out and help people, but they never made it past here. They ran into a war, they got killed. And this triggers Ellie to ask Joel again about the events at the Firefly Hospital, about what really happens. And Joel lies to her. Mm. So, thoughts here. Yeah, I wasn't sure if Joel was going to reveal, because I think we 
we see here that Ellie's already suspicious. I mean, we know that she's clever, that she's inquisitive, and that she's not stupid. So she's, you know, I think here we kind of figure out, at least I thought, at some point she's going to find out. So how long can Joel... I either thought, does she already know and she wants him to tell her, or does she not know but have an inkling? She she definitely knows something's going on, doesn't she? I think it's the it's the it's the the latter that she has an inkling that she knows something is not correct, and I think she's always known that something is not correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even from the she, end of the Last of Us Part One. Yeah, yeah but, which you like, would so. because you'd just be like, well, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what? Why are we not going back there? Okay. Yeah. Why are we not still trying to get a vaccine? That doesn't really make sense. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, we see the first we see the first outline of, of uh, Ellie's tattoo here. She doesn't have a full tattoo yet, but we see the first uh, the first outline of it. Um, after this, we uh, go back to Seattle, where um, Dinah has found out that Nora, one of Abby's crew, is in the hospital. Ellie wants to leave immediately. I thought that was a stupid decision. Wait till you heal up more. Go with Jesse. But obviously, Ali is not really known for her smart decisions, to be honest. So she goes out alone and she follows Route 5. Uh, she has to cut through an office building with a lot of stalkers. I found that a very tense uh, tense part. Um, again, go through sewers. And she ends up in a park. And this is where we uh, hear those weird whistles for the first time. And get shot with an arrow and learn that we can... Uh, yeah, get impaled by an arrow. Because now we are in Scar's territory. or ser- They call themselves Seraphites. We call them Scar's because, to be honest, Scar's are not good people. Uh, I Who have is not- in this world? And uh, nothing uh, happened to Ellie. As to- Thomas, you mentioned she was impaled by an arrow, but she's able to take it out and continue continue going. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little uh, gameplay feature if you do get impaled with an arrow. You can press R1 and yeah, pull it yeah, out. Just pull it out, and then you go, ah! And then you... Can limp for about two or three steps and then keep running. Yeah. You also kneel for three seconds, apply a first aid kit, and every every damage is gone. So it's, it's still I'll a put, game. I'll put a bandage. Yeah. She does come across uh, a scar ritual of cleansing, which is basically they, they capture a soldier, they hang him, hang him by the neck or by his hand or whatever, and they, they open his belly and they disembowel him. So... Is it possible to oh. save him? No, 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 because the the YouTube you player that I start, he actually tried it twice, or she uh, really? tried it twice, uh, but they couldn't uh, they couldn't save him. So, <laughs> so this is where you find a lot of scars. Eventually, you have to go through a parking garage, um, through a camp, and then you see uh, you go, come into a mall, and that's where you all you have a sort of boss fight again against a very very big scar with a very, very big hammer. Uh, that took me a bit. To, um, I, th- I guess but what I found annoying is that you once you get into close combat, it's, you can barely use your guns again. I mean, uh, I, I wanted to just grab a pistol and shoot him. but I, It takes I a while to, because you've got to aim and then shoot, or if even if you shoot off the hip, it, it's yeah. the, the, the time. So you've got to just basically be dodging and then hitting. I was really, really bad at dodging. I was just... And this is not. This was not even the fight that I had at the worst. Way later with Abby, I, I it was way worse. But I was so bad at dodging and and then striking and then, yeah, it took me quite a few times. Not this one, but later on, quite a few uh, di- times dying before I got that uh, under control. So, um, so they go over the roof through water, and eventually she makes it to the hospital. Uh, she. Um, 
emerges from the water behind an Asian girl that she gets the location of Norofone. The Asian girl attacks her. Ali kills her by stabbing her knife in her neck. Um, Ali clears out the ground around the hospital, goes inside, locates Nora, asks where Abby is. Nora will not give her up. And Nora actually provokes Ali by uh, starting about Joel and that he uh, telling him angrily that he got every, everything he deserves. So that's where Ali uh, kind of snaps. Uh, Nora manages to get away. Uh, Ali finds her at the edge of the hospital. Cars come in, and the only way is down into a spore-infected area. So, But yeah, Ali is immune, so she grabs Nora. They fall in. Nora gets away again, but eventually she corners her. Um, but she's breathing spores, and it's, it's quite clear that she is going to die. Uh, Nora attacks Ali. Uh, Ali breaks her arm. Um, picks up a huge bit of iron, says, okay, what are you going to do? Uh, I want to know where, uh, where, is, where is Abby. And Nora says, I'm not going to give up my friend. So uh, Ali turns into uh, Joel and literally beats <laughs> yeah. it out of Nora. Very similar to what happened, what Abby did to Joel, but there's been no outcry over this. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Two differences. What, uh, what Abby does to Joel is not controlled by the player. Mm -hmm. And this is um, a very dubious decision by Ellie to do it like this. One of many. One of many. <laughs> One of many, yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember when I said that Ellie was clever? Um, I, I might have to rethink that. Ellie <laughs> She, well, she's just driven by revenge, really, isn't she? Yeah, yeah because she can, you can see her snap uh, mm, in, yeah. that, in that area, in that basement, uh, and she just kicks the shit out of, uh, out of Nora. And the next thing we know, she's back at the theater, shaking, covered in blood. Uh, but she knows where Abby is. She knows Abby is at the aquarium. Um, so Dana cleans her up and comforts her. Um, what what did you experience yourself here? Because I did not. This was one of the many points that I did not like what the game was doing to me. That I uh, had to do that. It was not a choice I would have made. I know this is a game where you don't make choices. You merely play uh, play what happens. But I did not like what Ellie was doing here at all. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I think there's there's many moments in in. I think that was intentional, wasn't it? Yeah, their point is is that you don't enjoy what you're doing, but you it's not your choice. It's you exactly. are the character, not and your the, story. that's what the character. Yeah, it's the character story, and I think it's interesting that people just aren't used to that being the case in games, mm -hmm. especially modern games, where you you as the player have a choice, not the character. Like, exactly, like with The Walking Dead, that you have a choice to save the person, to kill the person, what you know, whatnot. But in this game, at least from what I saw, is the game is telling you what you have to do, that you have to do, even though it's not something you would maybe do, but it might make sense for how the character is feeling. So the, for the character, it might make sense for them to do it at that moment, because this is how they're feeling and this is the world that they're living in. So we're, you know, we're, we find it abhorrent, like what Ellie did to, to Nora. But again, in that moment, you might think, oh, it makes kind of sense that she would do this. And But the game is telling you, yeah, you have to go through it now. It is true to the character, but it's a change yeah. in the character that I didn't like. Not that I'm, I'm not blaming the writers for this choice because the choice is 100% certified, but it's it's the same like when, when characters in a movie make a stupid decision. 
The difference here is that I'm forced to play it. Um, I didn't want yeah. to press that button. When mm. I had There's to... no opt out. Yeah. yeah. And again, but I that's... think to be intentional. From yeah. Oh, definitely intentional. Yeah. That they, sure. want, they, they want to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> 100%. Um, now we go to another flashback, uh, which is a very important one too, because Ellie went back to the Firefly Hospital looking for answers. And she finds a tape recorder that seemed to have belonged to one of the nurses. I, at first, I thought it was Marlene, but Marlene couldn't have spoken that in because she was dead by the time uh, that uh, that happened. It says, uh, uh, if we found her or by some miracle someone else that it's immune, it makes no difference because the only person who could develop a vaccine is dead. Now, Joel finds her there and Ellie confronts him again and forces him to tell what really happened. Joel tells the truth. What happened? And Ellie says, I'm, go- I'm going back with you to Jacksonville, but we are done. She cries. Uh, she's angry at him. This is, uh, yeah, this is a, this is a heavy part. It's not a, not a very long flashback, but it's quite heavy. And it also implies that Ellie has a brain tumor that seems to be the source of the infection, uh, the immunity. Mm. Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, I saw another. YouTube video, which I know is not a great start, but this actually seemed <laughs> interesting. He was talking about this kind of disease anyway, like how it infects animals, and he was talking about why Ellie might be immune, that maybe, uh, that I can't remember the exact details, but apparently that it, uh, it attacked her kind of so much that now she, like while this disease won't kill her, but maybe she would be, could be affected by a common cold or a flu, <laughs> um, that kind, that kind of thing. But no, this as well. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I I found it interesting when they said that. Oh, that she might insinuated that she had a brain tumor, and I was thinking, oh, could this be relevant? But you know, we don't know yet. No, but the most interesting part is Ellie knew. Ellie knew that Joel lied by the time this game starts in the present. And that, that I thought was a fantastic twist. And did, did they explain, sorry, Laura, did they explain uh, why they, why the only person who could, why he was the only person who could develop a vaccine? I never really got that part. He apparently was the only doctor proficient on that. Yeah, no I think it was just that. Around was, the world well, it might be, but yeah, they exactly. don't, you know, not, not one they know mm. of who's not already been infected or he's the only doctor in the near vicinity and where she is, I guess, is the point. That so the only the Doctor Fauci of the Last of Us. <laughs> no, he, was, he was the only doctor with the medical knowledge, with the medical tool, and access to someone who is immune. Yeah, Fair exactly. Because you know there might have been a doctor in Australia, but that's going to be quite <laughs> difficult for Ellie to True. get to. For all we know, Australia might uh, still be um, without infected. We don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. No, and uh, sorry, sorry, Laura, you were saying something before I. I don't know. I, I was probably <laughs> something about what you were already saying, but yeah, go on, carry on. Okay, Seattle day three. Ellie wakes up and Jessa tells her that uh, Dinah had, a, had Dinah had a rough night, and he asks Ellie if Dinah is pregnant. And Ellie confirms this, and Dinah tells them to get to go get Tommy, and Ellie and Jesse set out to go to the aquarium. And uh, when Jesse asks Ellie if she knows why Abby was after Joel, she lies to him, because we now know that she knows why Abby is after Joel. She also promises to go back once they find Tommy. Uh, Jesse and Ellie make it to the top of the convention center and see that Seattle's pretty much flooded. They decide to, they have two choices. They can either go by a road, which is very heavily with traffic uh, 
uh, by the wolves, or they can steal a boat. So they swim to the mall. There's a lot of abandoned malls in this game, uh, where the wolves keep their boat. And then they found out that there was a sniper spotted in 12 near the marina. Jesse, they obviously uh, uh, make the connection that this is uh, Tommy. So Jesse wants to go after Tommy. Ellie says, no, we have to go to the aquarium because that's where he'll eventually go to. She wants to go after Abby. Jesse um, confronts her with this, but uh, Ellie is adamant to go to the aquarium and just and they part ways. Uh, so Ellie um, kills most of the wolves there, steals a boat, um, goes towards the Ferris wheel by the water. And this is, I thought this was also quite a fun uh, area. We, we come across a building where there's a fight going on between scars and uh, wolves. We see a crash train, which you can go all the way up and you have to swing to another part to get to a supply cache and everything that was fun. Um, and, uh, and an arcade with a bloater in the basement. So uh, I thought this was uh, quite a fun uh, a fun part. Um, there was a lot to explore. Eventually, uh, eventually, apparently, I also missed quite a lot here. I thought I found a lot, but I missed even more. Um, and uh, once you get through this area, you get to the ocean. Uh, where it's where it's already quite stormy and Ellie can't keep the boat. The boat crashes. She makes it to the land. She makes it to the aquarium. She finds a way in, makes her way to the center, gets attacked by a dog, kills the dog, um, fights it off. The dog we now know, uh, we later find out, is called Alice and is a very nice dog, except when you're a scar or not. Except when you're not a wolf, then he's not so nice. She gets to the end and... The whole building is, is completely empty. It's very eerie. Uh, I have no idea why. I was expecting uh, some kind of scary fight here, but it didn't happen. Eventually, Ellie in, um, comes to the center and she interrupts Owen and Mel, two of the people that were in Abby's crew. And she tries to go Joel on them by having them point individually where Abby is hiding. Um, they refuse. Uh, Owen tries to fight her. Ellie shoots Owen. Mel attacks Abby. Abby kills Mel. Owen gurgles something, and by uh, I didn't understand what he gurgled, but I did understand the second time when I saw the YouTube video that he, he gurgles, she's pregnant, and that's oh, where yeah. and that's where uh, Ellie finds out she just killed a pregnant woman. Mm. This <laughs> hit me hard. This hit me hard. Which she, and obviously it does mirror what happens later on with Ellie and Abby um, and is, Dina. A ton of mirroring yeah. going on in this game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This uh, Ellie basically goes into shock. She's found by Tommy and Jesse. They take her back to the theater. Uh, Ellie leaves her map there. Uh, in the theater, uh, Ellie wakes up and she goes to find Tommy. Uh, he and Jesse are discussing a plan to go back home, but Ellie still wants revenge on Abby. Tommy convinces her to let it go because Dina needs to go home. They want to go home. He goes to the lobby. Um, Ali talks to Jesse. They hear noise coming from the lobby. They enter the lobby. The first thing that happens is Jesse gets shot through the head. And Abby is in the lobby holding Tommy at gunpoint. Um, and Ali tries to talk to Abby and to letting him go, saying Joel did what he did to save her, which is, at that point, ends the scene mm. for day three. A lot going on. Not yeah, even, and I think there's a lot of these these moments where someone just dies like that suddenly, and you're like, oh, okay, they're dead. Then 
like you know it happens again i think uh, quite a few times later on in the game but yeah the way the way jesse dies is this yeah. same way that the way many dies yeah it's and, true um, you're like oh okay ooh, they're dead there's a lot of mirroring yes there, there is a, a lot there is 100 but everything that happens to ellie and to abby is mirrored in some part that is completely uh it's, it's a bit on the nose sometimes sometimes it's really mm. subtle, um but it, it it does happen and as you were telling me don't get attached to any character <laughs> yeah there's no point there's no uh, point. there's no point no um, but it's a bit like the walking dead or game of thrones yeah just don't get attached to anyone because you know that most yes. or a lot of them will probably die so it's very similar to that <laughs> yeah and um we're at the end of day three and so much has happened we 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 got we've gotten to know and it's about halfway through the game we're about 20 i was about 20 hours in at this point i was like jesus how much how long do i have to go um the the pacing the pacing of the first part i thought a long time it turned out still a lot longer to go the pacing was a lot better in the first part than it was in the second part which is one of the issues Mm. i have with the game um but it, it ends on a complete cliffhanger, of course. Uh, we have Abby holding a gun at, uh, at Tommy. We have Jesse dead and Ali um, there. What's going to happen next? What's go- it go- the screen goes to black, intermezzo, whatever. You know, we're halfway through the movie. No idea what's happened. So what, what's the impression of your, um, yeah, of the first half of the game? I think you're right. I think it was paced very well. <laughs> I didn't expect twist coming up where you then play as abby or i don't think i can't i'm trying to think if i had any inkling that that was going to be the case or at least i didn't think oh it's going to be basically nearly the rest of the game you are abby i thought maybe there would be some scenes but not the nearly the whole rest of the game um so yeah i mean i i agree i thought it was very well paced at this point um and I had no idea that you were basically going to replay those elements of the game but from a different perspective yeah, and it's very interesting as well. The, as I mentioned, the pacing, a lot happens. Uh, like the flashbacks with, um, uh, you know, like I really like the flashbacks with Joel and Ellie, one of, you know, some of my favorite parts. And, um, and yeah, no, I thought the first part was stronger than the, the second part and not for, you know, reasons that other people might have had, not because, you know, People in the internet didn't like Abby. I actually did like Abby, but I thought this was better paced. I liked Abby a lot, to be honest. Mm. I didn't I at mean, first, but I think that's no, at natural, first not because you're a bit like screw her. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to play as yeah. her. I don't want to play as this new beat up job. Oh, I can't wait for her to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get her revenge in the game. I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but yeah, this this naughty dog throws a lot at you in the, in 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 the first half of this game and it's it's almost like what what's going to happen now I mean, you really want to want to continue here because there's you have the feeling that you're nowhere near the end of the story and you are not because uh what we're about to find out is that we're going to continue as 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 the as the enemy as the antagonist but as everybody knows everybody is the own is the protagonist in their own story and we're gonna we're gonna find out in part two of the uh, Last of a Spoiler special. Hey, part two! There's so much in this game that we're splitting up into yeah, this, two parts. It's, it's, it's insane. Um, well, we're gonna be playing as Abby, and we're gonna find out her part of the story. And I was um, surprised by a lot of things in in the second part, even though there were some things that were kind of. Uh, 
signaled, but a lot of other things were not. So I would love for you two to join me for uh, part two of the uh, Last of Us spoiler special. And um, I hope uh, people have enjoyed part one so far. And part two, we will uh, continue to go into the story, revisit uh, all the set pieces, all the scenes, all the flashbacks, and eventually give our opinion about the whole game, the characters, the story, etc., etc. Because even though this is a fighting game, uh, we love a, a, a good narrative, and The Last of Us is known for its amazing narrative. So we feel this still is a part of our niche of gaming. Thank you. Definitely. It's a great nerd narrative. And thank you, Thomas, for hosting. What a great job you did. <laughs> You're welcome. And uh, I will see you again uh, in, the, in the next episode. Yeah, we'll see you again. And um, may she guide you. <laughs> so if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or a Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you